So, Jed, I, I don't even remember what your last name is. It's been so long. What's your last name again? My last name is Rigney. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jed Rigney. Rigney. Yes. You're the podcast guy. Yeah. I was introduced the other day at a party as a sports writer. Ooh. And I was like, I no, I don't. Am I? I've written about sports. I don't want to be known as that. So then I was like, well, comedy and sports. And then someone just looked at me. The person was just like, like, what? That's a weird, you know, like, well, I, I do sports. And it, anyway, so basically how this sounds right now is how that conversation went. And um, much like the listeners, I just wanted it to end. I value you as a comedian and as a uh, sports writer. So uh, I know both sides of that equation. Okay. 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 Fair enough. I mean, I just don't necessarily want to be introduced as that. Comedian Jed Rigney. Right. See, that's the thing is like, <laughs> it, it, do I want to be known as a comedian? I don't think so. But I always get asked that question. Oh, do you do stand up? Like, Have you no. ever thought of it? I, You know, here's the thing. I don't like the idea of doing it mm-hmm. so that's why i haven't done it <laughs> <laughs> that, that 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 makes sense you know if you don't feel like it and it kind of would probably show up on stage probably have yeah. to, you know you know you have to work through that you know people yeah. spend years getting to the point where they're fine to do the open mic thing and yeah yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like going outside of my apartment and interacting with people that that would necessitate. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, as a writer, I kind of just like being by writing. myself and sure. hunkering down for six to eight hours and churning out, you know, garbage words. With the uh, Major League Baseball uh, network on in the background, monitoring right. everything exactly. that's going on in the hot stove league. You know what's so funny, though, is I... I find myself so focused on baseball now that, I mean, not right now because there's not much actually happening, that I used to do baseball and then when football season would come along, I'd do football and then, you know, I'd be like, oh, now I'm doing football and basketball and and then football, basketball and hockey and then they all kind of, then baseball comes back around and then the playoffs are all, and now I just kind of like just sort of, they're all, those are all in my periphery. Mm-hmm. NBA, NFL, it's all sort of like, oh, I saw, you know, Anthony Davis put up 50 points last night for the Lakers. Like, oh, I'll go check that out. Or, you know, Porzingis gets traded to the to the Mavericks, which pretty much ended my attempt to be a Knicks fan while I was mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just so focused on baseball. And then so now I find this is a time of year where I I find myself with actually a lot of available time. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no baseball and I, I I still have those other sports in the periphery so doing a lot of actual work. <laughs> well, wow, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's a, a, I think it's we the last time we spoke you were like, "Yeah, I got nothing going on." <laughs> that's so it's exactly. Been, it's been a while. It was like it's 5 been, weeks ago. Has it been, it's been longer than that, I think. Yeah, I think we did the 20th of October. Yeah, a little bit longer. October, all of November, six yeah. weeks, yeah. <laughs> yes. seven maybe. Who knows? I like, lost count. Like the first line item on our our thing is to discuss the World the Series. World Series. So it's yes, been a while. It's been John. a while. It has been, been a, while. a while. So this is uh, episode 114 of Foul Territory. I'm John Sumple. He's Jed Rigney. As mentioned earlier, I am Jed Rigney. 
And uh, this is the, uh, believe it or not, the Beverly Hills Cop episode of Foul Territory. Uh, number 14 all time on this hack list of IMDb that we started with, uh, top comedies of all time. And we're going to stick with this one despite the fact that these are not very good. Well, Beverly Hills Cop at its time, really good. I mean, Grossed I haven't watched it recently, but I think I watched it like in the last 10 years. I think it I think it holds up. It holds I don't know up. that the yeah. sequels hold up, but I think they're doing another one, right? Aren't they doing a, a oh, four? Yeah. I didn't know hey, did you see the, the Dolomite movie? I haven't, but rave reviews for Eddie Murphy. It's so fun. Like it's the storytelling is a little, I don't know, uncreative and it's just all kind of linear, but it's so interesting. And it's so fun. And based on a true story. And based on a true story. And I've been hearing uh, talk about him possibly being nominated. For that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's been, the Golden he's been Globes came out today. For, Is he, uh, oh, did he get nominated? I don't know. I didn't see that. I saw that they were coming out, but I yeah. did not see that. doesn't seem like a lot of front runners this year. You know, like big movies. Thin this uh, year. Thin. Seems very thin. Seems like very art house type movies, which not a bad thing. But you know, if yeah. you're not a huge movie fan, no one will watch the Academy Awards because there's nothing relevant, you know, to their taste buds. But yeah. you know, it's it's that time of year. I'm sure we'll have some uh, lists uh, in your starting nine that that are revolving <laughs> around films as we get closer to the, the big Wait, awards. Do, and do I you think we're going to be doing another? Uh, before then, maybe not. Yeah, we'll be like if we bang one out before Easter. Before February? I don't know. I don't know. No, I think we can get uh, back into a little bit. It's been a lot of craziness, a lot, you know, illnesses and hospital stays and traveling and, um, yeah, just a lot of. And you had, you, you had, I think, a two week period where you were in the middle of a, prod- a production, right? Yeah, we shot a short film with Jason Biggs and. That was great. He was super fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I have I have been unavailable as well as you're being unavailable. That's why I think there was a two week period where I didn't hear from you because you had lost your computer, and I was just like, well, I don't care. I'm not available. So <laughs> no, that was an ordeal. You know, losing a phone. phone I lost yeah. my. It yeah. wasn't losing it as much as it just completely shut down in the sense that I could not text or make phone calls or receive texts. Now, it worked as a computer, but it did not work as a as a communication device, which is kind of important when you're remote. And to try to replace it, uh, you know, paying for the cost of a phone here in Peru, it was like 60% higher. <laughs> so I had to buy one through Amazon, and it got stuck in customs, and there were some oh, ordeals, wow. so it turned into, you know, so when you buy weeks. when you're in South America and you buy something from Amazon, does it come? Down the Amazon? I could. It very well may have. It seemed to take a while. It was supposed to be, you know, delivered in within, I think it was like five to seven days. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's not bad at all. But one of the things they forgot to do is to include certain information that would have expedited the process through customs. And they didn't tell me that I had to pay duties plus an agent's fee. So I you had to tack on another hundred and... Like a, almost $200 more onto the cost of that. Still wound up being cheaper than if I bought it here, which is crazy. Uh, but, the you know, this, the phone that I wound up getting, I got it on Amazon for like $750. And down here it would have cost uh, about 1300 Wow. 
U.S. dollars. Yeah. You, I assume that U.S. dollars and not. Uh, yes, not 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 the uh, Peruvian soles. So yeah. Yes. So we're good. So I think there's a little bit of baseball to catch up on. Let's do it, man. Let's bang these out. Yeah. So we're we're in the the throes of the hot stove season. We're going to jump into that in a little bit. But let's talk about the World Series. Fun <laughs> the World Series. Happened. Yeah, it was. It was very exciting. What a awesome ending. You know, to, especially if it, you you know you like to follow the. Um, the underdogs and also root for the teams that don't cheat. Uh, you probably were. Whoa, enjoying whoa, it. whoa. Allegedly, <laughs> John, there's only a giant mountain of evidence that they were that, cheating. Right. So let's be a little slow with this. We'll this get is to that in a minute because I have some, <laughs> some thoughts on that, too, about how that whole process went down, which is kind of bizarre. But what was what was your what was your take? What was your were you glad? The well, here's Nationals the thing. Won? For the last two years, I have been insisting on this podcast that the Nationals are the second best team in the National League, and I think this proved it out. They're they were the second best team. They I don't want to say they fluked past the Dodgers, but they got a little lucky in that Dodgers game where they, mm-hmm. you know, but they a little, delivered a little grand right? slam. Yeah, kind of they delivered. Deal. Yeah, but like the the Rendon and that Rendon home run off of Kershaw and like Dave Roberts leaving Kershaw and in the first place, like. Eh, probably not the smartest move but i will say i thought that 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 dave martinez was a bad hire for the nationals and i was wrong about that he was brilliant in the playoffs he did he did a really good job this year i thought he was sort of the thing holding them back last year but whatever it was that he was doing wrong last year it looks like he made some adjustments and and he you know i at the beginning of the year i thought the nationals were the best team and then we did like a check-in in the middle of the season and they had surged into second place. And I was like, see, I told you, this is the best team, you know, in that division anyway, mm-hmm. compared to the Braves. I think the Braves are very good. But I just always felt like it was Dodgers, Nationals. The Astros are a great team. They have some great players and some uh, creative coaching uh, right. people. And... Uh, you know, stadium facilities, very, very creative uh, people. But yeah, it was a gr- I thought it was a fun World Series. And th- there was a note that we had that the it's the worst, third worst in history. Which is surprising. But here's the thing. It's the TV ratings mm-hmm. are the third worst, right? But they don't count the streaming and like who's tracking right. it online and who's. Right. So it's all like you're going to see a lot of these sporting events like, oh, it's the lowest numbers or the third lowest numbers. Or the fourth or whatever. Who watches TV? But exactly, like, who sits down and watches TV anymore? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, there's always going to be the Super Bowl because that's a singular event. That's a party event. Yeah, created a party situation for it. But I just feel like we don't need to worry too much about that. I think the sport is in really great shape. There's all, of course, there's always talks about, oh, I think there's going to be a, you know, there's going to be a strike. There's going to be a work stoppage. Like, no, there isn't. Everyone's making too much money now for there to be a work stoppage. And, and if you don't think everyone's ago. making too much money, we'll go over some of these free agent signings. Right. And then everyone will see that everyone is making just enough money. Everyone's fine. We just have to figure out a couple little things. I think they need to tweak a couple things in the CBA. But I don't think it's stoppable. But you'll be consulting, right? So everything will probably work out okay. Look, John, if they want everything to go great, they would talk to me. You should talk to the the... The, the crew on this uh, this film set, if there was a problem, they came to me. I solved it. That was my thing. I'm the problem solver. 
We go. had this lady we were dealing with. We had all kinds of location problems because when you're doing like a lower budget thing, you're not paying like 20 grand for the location. You're paying right. no grand or, right. you know, point no one permits, grand. Hop out of the <laughs> oh, van. Oh, no, we were fully permitted. Oh, were you? No, oh, you know, that was so that funny far. about the whole the whole shoot was the director that we have is like a 30 year veteran of TV and film. And so while we originally pitched the project as like a Jed Rigney style indie uh, production of running it gun. quickly yeah it quickly ballooned into like a 26 man crew with permits and wow. all the things and it was like wow i've never i've never had more than i think 12 man crew so to be running 26 was just bananas i was doing pa work at times it was it was really <laughs> It, but it was super fun, right? Because like when I'm producing someone else's work, it's a lot easier than when I'm producing my own stuff because like I don't care. Right. Like I don't have to worry about like oh is the is the lighting right? Is the framing right? Is the actor performing? It's like no, I just have to make sure that there's an actor, that there's a lighting, that there's a camera, that right. there's it, that it looks good. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have a budget like that. Yeah, I mean it was funny because it, the budget started off being kind of low, but then it was just sort of like the director wanted it and so then they just increased the budget nice like, and it nice just everyone still just got paid a hundred dollars a day mm-hmm. which is sort of like the i mean that's not the i don't want to say the duplice brothers came up with that but they're sort of known for that with sure. their films is they just do like everyone gets a hundred dollars a day they also have like a profit sharing thing which i think is very cool um for for all their crew which so you can be on a three-week shoot four-week shoot for a lower rate than normal sure the movie does well everyone gets a little kickback at the end yeah it's good good model yeah good model no one cares about films let's talk about baseball let's talk about baseball. so the astros cheating thing the first thing when that came up you know i think was was it mike fires that kind of blew the yeah mike fires is the big uh, whistleblower yeah and then it was like the astros like well we'll look into this we'll do an internal investigation it's like wait a second uh is if, if you're being accused of cheating this should be something that's looked at from a much much higher authority and baseball right. eventually got involved, but the initial thing was like, well, let us investigate ourselves and we'll get back to you, which is kind of like, that doesn't sound like it's going to go well. Yeah, also, just the first thing that I noted was there wasn't any Astro players that were like, this is bullshit. <laughs> right, no, they, they were like, oh shit, we got caught in the dugout. Like, like no, one was, no one jumped on Twitter to no. d- refute the claims. It was just kind of like, uh-oh. 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 <laughs> 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 But like when you have footage of like eight guys huddled around a uh, a tablet in the dugout, that's you, know, you got to like okay, what's that yeah. all about? Let's explain. Also, this, that guy John Boy on Twitter, uh, shout out to John Boy. He as soon as that story broke, he just started watching Astros games and like finding the banging sounds when when they were batting, and like they apparently it was like super easy to find and. Baseball uh, was it Baseball America or Baseball Reference? One of those baseball uh, sites. They actually figured out a an algorithm an algorithmic uh, audio code where they could scan a game wow. and and Find hear the noises. banging because it was such a distinct noise signature, and it's like almost every Astros game they could easily find it, and it was just like it's they're all out there on the internet, and you just go they're all there, and it's a pretty significant evidence of a cheating cheating systems 
not just not just one but like banging and whistling and uh it's pretty crazy yeah and so you know there's some people have called for um you know stripping of titles and you know <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay that's not gonna happen yeah you know it's like would you want to be on the dodgers and say oh yeah yeah we're world champs now that's just like yeah. you know when somebody, you know, the Tour de France, you know, all the ones that Lance Armstrong was stripped of. So whoever finished second is now the now the champ, so to speak. You're right. I mean, like, I don't eh. mind that for I don't mind that for individual sporting events like that, like especially time stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you delete the guy and like, okay, good, your gold, your bronze medal becomes a silver, your silver right. becomes a gold. I, I don't have a problem with that. I just in sports, it's like, well, they cheated, they got it. Everyone will always that's the real penalty is that everyone will always remember that they cheated right like this is for like forever in the books the black Sox game like it is the next i I don't want to say it's as bad as that even though i don't know that that was necessarily as bad as as it's made out by some but i think it's a 50 year social curse you know Mm -hmm. what i mean or a social Mm -hmm. penalty sure um you got to figure they're gonna get fined they're gonna lose draft picks Maybe someone gets suspended, like maybe the manager gets suspended for some amount of time or the the GM. I don't know. It's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. I mean, look, they can they can cheat without technology all they want. You can try to steal signals all you sure. want. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Every, baseball knows that's part of the game. But as soon as you start bringing in right. technology. A staff. <laughs> to run and in. like, yeah. And yeah. like the Red Sox had that thing with the the Apple Watch where they were, and this wasn't mm-hmm. even like a complex system. This was just like someone saying they thought they figured out what the sign was and then telling the people in the dugout what the sign was for whatever. And then when they're out on the bases, then they knew. And they got busted for that. And then the commissioner, Commissioner Manfred said, the next penalties will be much more severe for any team that uses technology. Mm-hmm. So we've got to see where that goes. I don't think they should be, certainly don't think that players should be suspended, you know, but it's, I think that the black eye of it for everyone involved is probably penalty enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's Dodger fans aren't going to be like, oh, what you, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But basically that title was taken from them. There was the problem that year with the, the slick baseballs that, made it so that people, uh, the pitchers couldn't throw their sliders, but then also the Astros knew what was being thrown. So mm-hmm. it explains some of those run outputs that they created in that right. World Series. Yeah, and they still have to hit the ball. You know, that's yeah. part of it too. They still have to hit the ball. So yeah, it's 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 bad for the sport when something that complex is is under investigation and yeah. more and more comes out of it. But I, it's not that people are going to forget it. I think, you know, you know, baseball corrects. I think, you know, for the most part, people forgot about uh, the PEDs. You know, we've moved on from that era, although not completely. But but know. also, I think on the PEDs, pe- most people on a base level agree with someone taking performance-enhancing right. drugs. Like, we Everybody's all do. doing it. Right. You know, like, I drink coffee before this podcast so that I can... Cheater. Be a little bit brighter and a little bit sharper, though not necessarily bright or sharp relative to other humans. Right, right. But just brighter than my normal self. So is that performance enhancing? Eh, Some might argue that it can't be enhanced, but here we are. Yeah, you're doing great so far. Thank you, John. (laughs)
a whole spate of uh, hirings for managers. We've got that's some right. Head All the spots were filled. Some head scratchers. Yes, uh, a couple in particular that jump out at me: Mike Matheny and Gabe Kapler. Kind of don't get those two. The other well, ones, here's the I thing: do. I, those are my two favorites. One because <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a Dodgers fan, and what better gift to right. give Dodgers fans than the Giants hiring Gabe Kapler? Like, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean that that one was just so bizarre because of his first year was just he was all over the place kind of reined it in but didn't get the results with the team that he had so i don't know what the thinking was in san francisco that he's the right fit for this team i I don't get it that's what i love it doesn't make any sense he's going to create turmoil there he's going to make it difficult it's going to create all kinds of trouble i love it i'm very happy for the dodgers and we know mike Matheny's one of your favorites well, I love this move for the Royals because they are in tank mode. And what better way <laughs> to guarantee the worst record in baseball and hence good draft picks than putting Mike Matheny at the helm of your your ship? I love it. It's such a great hire. Look at the Cardinals. They got rid of Matheny and went back to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You you bring Matheny in, you just like, we don't even want to sniff the playoffs for a few years. They got to build up that farm system. Matheny's the perfect manager. Interesting with Carlos Beltran, uh, because there was some bad blood with him in the management within the Mets uh, when he left there. So that was a little bit interesting that they patched that all up. But you thought they were going to kind of bring in like this bench coach that can kind of be there by his side. But I think it was Hensley Mullins that was brought in as the bench coach, which is a little bit of a. Well, he's the guy. He's been up for a couple of manager yes. jobs, mm-hmm. and he's turned and so maybe yeah. And so maybe they're thinking like, well, he'll be a good, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I just think it's. I'm, I'm still a little dubious on the hiring people with no experience for a job mm-hmm. thing. Well, uh, it's because he relates to the players. He's, he's I mean, connected. I mean, I guess you know. Look, it's worked for Roberts. It's worked for who's the guy up at the Twins turn that team around yeah, pretty quick. Uh, Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli. Um, it's, you know, Alex Cora, uh, Dave Martinez. These are guys with yeah. almost no managing experience other than like, well, the other, the manager got kicked out and then they took over for right. half of a game. Right. So and then we or had- AJ Hinch was busy setting up cameras in center field. <laughs> so Alex Cora managed part of the game while right. AJ Hinch was doing it. Now, part of the Car- Carlos Beltran thing is that he was apparently involved, allegedly, in the whole scheme. And him and Cora are both uh, implicated in it. So mm-hmm. there might be punishments for them even before Beltran even manages his first uh, regular season game. It sounds like a movie's going to be in the works before long on this one. <laughs> layers and layers deep. I think Joe Girardi's a good good fit for the Phillies. And the Phillies yeah, seem I'll, to be... I have turned around on Joe Girardi. I think I mentioned this. I loved him on as a commentator this last year. I think he, he's, he knows baseball. I think he's a mm-hmm. perfect fit for the Phillies. Yeah, I think the Phillies are going to be... Well, they've signed Wheeler. We'll get to that a little bit more. And yeah. uh, they, they're they're in the market for a couple of other big names as well. So yeah. they're spending money. And they money. do have some money. They do. Mm-hmm. Remember last year it was they're going to spend crazy money. Well, they didn't spend crazy money. They spent, well, some could argue the Harper money is crazy money. But uh, they didn't spend like 
they sounded like they were going to spend. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll spend even more. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. And Derek Shelton to the Pirates, I think, is a good fit too. Yes, because when you're when you're thinking of great managers and who will lead players, you think of Derek Shelton, <laughs> who I for a while there I thought might have just been hired as an, a, a tax attorney uh, for the team, or you know, uh, marketing consultant. It's like right. one of those generic made up names that they have for like when you're playing video games and it's just right, like right the Shelton Corporation. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's like oh, it's like made up. It's like. You know, like we just took two names and we stuck them together. Like, oh, Derek Shelton. That sounds like a human. Okay, good. What was yeah. it? The Lance Tickler or whatever they got. Uh, Tingler the- stinks. <laughs> yeah, what was his name? I God, I don't remember his name. I don't know. For some reason, I just think of it as Lance Tickler down in the Padres. Right, right. Jay, Jay Tingler? Jay Tingler? Something Jace, like that? Jace, Jace Tingler? I, I yeah. I'm just Who knows what Lance the Padres are doing? Uh, we, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that, that too. In a little bit. A lot of moving uh, the chairs around on the... <laughs> so tons of rumors. A lot of, uh, you know, we're day one of the uh, winter meetings. So right. uh, as we're speaking, there may be big deals going down. And as we discussed before the show, there will probably be multiple deals done by the time we do another podcast. So we'll have to yeah. catch up on all of that. But, the you know, obviously the, the, the two big names is are Anthony Rendon and Garrett Cole. Right. And uh, both are going to get boatloads of money. And now the, the Yankees have kind of thrown in a number on uh, Garrett Cole. It's only going to go up. Right. So the rumor is seven years, 245, which is $35 million a year, which beats David Price's uh, seven, 215, and beats Zach Grinke's 34.1 or 0.2 million right. per year average annual value. Now, let me ask you this. Why does that number get released, John? For the sole purpose of starting a bidding. Well, this is who releases Boris. it? Boris. But this was the number that was put out before it was even put out. So doesn't that feel like it had to have come from the team? Hmm. Yeah. But I think based on what little I read over the last few days, I was traveling, that the Yankees were like, we got word from above from Hank Steinbrenner that they could actually spend money this year and they were going to go all in. And all of a sudden, the all-in announcement went from that to the 245 number. It's like, why yeah. would that? The only reason why they would do that is if they felt like, okay, no one's going to top this, which I think was wrong because <laughs> I right. think it will be topped. Because I think uh, Artie Marino will pay that. Yeah. In, in Down in uh, in Anaheim. I think he'll absolutely pay that. $35 million a year. Like, especially if you're saying, like, well, it's just a little bit more per year than what Zach Greinke's getting. So right. when you put it in those terms, and that's, of course, part of the problem with that Zach Grinky contract, besides the fact that the Diamondbacks shouldn't have done that. Like, originally, he was just going to make, like, what did the Dodgers offer him, like, 27 a year, something like that. It was a very respectable contract and, and mm-hmm. would have been one of the highest contracts of all time, blah, blah, blah. But then the Diamondbacks swooped in with right. just – and Sick I saw an money. interview with, um, with uh, Andrew Friedman last week, and he was just like – I mean it was just so much more money. We, we couldn't match that offer. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, Granky's, I don't want to say like he's greedy or anything. He's just like, you, someone offers you 25% more money. Yeah. You say yes. To do the exact same thing, but in a different city, then you say yes. So, you know, now he's on the Astros and pitched a great yeah. game. Game seven. Yeah. Awesome. It was a very, very, uh, very good pitch. He had a very good season. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's a, it's. I think it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to wind up being an eight-year contract for for Cole. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be eight years, thirty-six, something like that. I think it's just going to blow everything away because he's he's uniquely positioned in mm-hmm. that he's been getting better and better. Right, and he's only twenty-nine. And he's only twenty-nine. So you get that extra. Yeah. Years and not the, a huge you know, the, stretch. The interesting thing about free agents, I don't know if you've noticed this the last couple of years, is we used to kind of say, and I used to say it a lot, was, well, it's you're basically it's eight million dollars per win above replacement, mm-hmm. right? So you have the win above replacement, and well, replacement level is whatever you can bring up from the minor leagues, and it's like you, this is a, a level of production you can expect from just if you brought up someone from the minor leagues for five hundred thousand dollars. Here's what you could get. So then it became sort of like eight million per win above replacement. But what it's actually become is like, well, it's like four million for the first win above replacement, five million for the second win above replacement. Then it starts going like almost exponential up to like if you're talking about a six win player or an eight win player, it's it's really you're really starting to pay for these guys mm-hmm. and which i you know i love like you pay performance should be paid for but it's no longer quite so linear where it's just like oh one win above replacement equals this and so you have like a a guy who's projected to be a six win player is not you know you're going to see these guys starting to get like 40 million dollars a year mm-hmm. you know the the or the harper contract where they yeah. they just see the value teams see the value in getting those pieces that are bigger it's a lot like fantasy baseball you know like you know mike trout might be worth you know at the end of the season he might be worth 40 dollars in an auction league Mm -hmm. so isn't it worth spending 50 dollars to guarantee that you get that 40 dollars worth of production yeah and that's what they're doing but there's only a handful of players in the real world as opposed to fantasy that are worth it Right. That are consistently putting up those six to eight to nine numbers. Right. There's not that many. There's some that will have these surge years and then they it's, they're smart to capitalize on those, especially if it's in a walk year. But that's it's not it's it's there's not enough of them. And yeah. I think too many teams have been burned over the last several years in particular as, as salaries have ratcheted up by going in on someone who's had a great season only to see them, you know, step back a few steps right. in some cases more than a few and you're left holding the bag especially these long-term deals i don't i get those six seven year deals with a 24 year old i do and i think it's great that baseball's moving in that direction because we're going to see these younger stars sooner rather than later right but i just still don't get i mean you know granted eight years is great for garrett cole but is it good for the fan base when you know when he's 36 37 and he might be starting to lose a little bit unless he's right. you know like justin verlander and just keeps getting better Right. I mean, obviously, the, everyone, every team hopes that they're actually getting the Justin Verlander situation. Right, right. Though maybe, what was it? What happened with Verlander was like he had like a year. The like the Tigers, if the Tigers had traded him, if he if if Verlander had turned around his season like he did with the Astros while he was with the Tigers, the Tigers mm-hmm. would have gotten a lot more in return sure. as opposed to just just kind of the salary relief on it. Right. Right. But you know, Doesn't like you're basically paying. Them. You're basically paying when you're paying somebody, you know, two hundred million dollar contract. You're not paying them thirty million a year. You're paying them fifty million, sure, forty five, forty, no thirty five, thirty, twenty five, twenty. You're subject you're A, Albert Pujols. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. 
Or A Rod or whatever. Right. Or uh, who's the one that they just released? Jacoby Ellsbury. Right. Right. And yeah, that's. He's, he tends to play, though, he says. Uh, I don't know he? where. Where in the world he's going to play? Maybe Australia? Maybe <laughs> the knows? world is the right answer. Maybe he goes to Japan. How fun yeah. would that be? Maybe he re, you know, regenerates his uh, game and comes back a year or so, and who knows? Maybe. I mean, he's a World Series champion. He's an almost MVP. He had that one just absolutely right. ridiculously Monster, amazing yeah. season. And why not just go to Japan and, like, you know. Yeah, relish and people cheering for you know. as opposed like, to booing. Euclid did that. Yeah. Euclid did that. I thought yeah. that was cool. I think that's a cool way for a quality player to wrap it up. So where do you think uh, Rendon lands? I know Dodgers is uh, on the top of your mind. I I mean, I think he's a great fit with the Dodgers, but then I think he gives them problems because then what do you do with Justin Turner? And Justin mm-hmm. Turner's already been like, well, I'll play anywhere on the infield. But then, well, you have Seager at short, and he's a four-win player at short, and that's with a down batting year. But then you have Gavin Lux at second, Max Muncy at first, Bellinger stays in the outfield, but where does Turner go? So you have to trade Mm -hmm. Turner, but he's kind of like the captain of the team, and you can't really – or like do you platoon with Muncy, and and that just feels like a waste of money. Mm -hmm. Like I almost feel like the Dodgers are better suited like going to get Strasburg. Mm -hmm. You know, like stay out of the Cole thing because like the Cole thing is going to be crazy. Like there's no – but maybe go out and get Strasburg and, you know, for – you know, maybe something like twenty-eight million a year, something like that. Thirty or like thirty-two, but over five years instead of. Yeah, and Rizzo know. said there's no way they can keep the two of them. Yeah. So for fans who are hoping that yeah. they would, you know, back up the truck and dump money, there's just and they're both Boris clients, right? So that makes it right. even more of a challenge. But the the Strasburg's a Southern California guy. Yeah. Um. I don't know what Rendon's deal is. I, I know the Rangers are super hot for him, yeah. but like, are the Rangers really in the position? Like, haven't they done this before? Didn't they do this with A Rod? And they do this with, yeah. Like, well, that's why, the, why they are you want spending the hometown right boy thing because he's, I think, a Texas boy. Oh, is he? Oh, well, then English. yeah, they should absolutely go all in on him. Yeah, because they're opening the new stadium. Yeah, and blah, 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 and it's worth the money. I I think it's worth the money. That's but, where I um, think he's going to wind up is with the Rangers. Yeah. Plus, I think it's so smart for a player like Rendon to go to the Rangers because then you get to DH for 10 or 15 games a year. Mm-hmm. You know, you get still get those batting numbers, but you get those days off. Let someone else play third for a little bit. Also, one person I've been keeping an eye on and looking forward to see how this plays out is Madison Bumgarner because right. he's kind of made it clear that he's like, I am not going to an American League team, but yet American League teams continue to woo him. He's like, I want to hit. Oh, because he so, wants to hit. Oh, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, who's so, available? He can't go to the Dodgers. No, well, the Twins seem to be the one that's kind of percolating up. That you know. Well, let's say let's talk National League. I think he's going to lean National League. Who would? So who I. would that be? Braves, There's the Cardinals. Well, the Braves, Braves signed Hamels, though. I don't think, and the, and they have all the guys that they have. I think the Braves are Braves are okay. Mets could, or the Mets are probably set at. Yeah, they're 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 pretty yeah. deep at, at starting pitcher right now, right? They have Mats, uh, Stroman, Syndergaard. They, there's some room. someone else, another person, Joe <laughs> Dando. Right? Yeah, he had a great minor league season. Last what about year. the Rockies? Get get Madison Rockies. Bumgarner up in that thin air. Oh, there you go. Good yeah. for his hitting, but I don't know about that. 
90 it, mile an hour fastball. Yeah, I, that that wouldn't be a good fit for him pitching wise, but hitting wise it might be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he could yeah. still wind up back with the Giants. The Pirates? What about the Pirates? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's going to be interesting. I think his uh yeah. when you you say immediately that you don't want to you know, you want to hit, therefore you've limited the field. Yeah. Um so yeah. And we'll see. I still. I wonder if he could go to a team where they would let him DH sometimes. Now he's probably not worth DHing, right? No, if you're going to have that spot on your roster, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll we'll see. But he's he's got to end up on a you know you know like that ego on him. No offense, because he's a great great player and deserves to have an ego. But he's got to wind up on a National League team. Yeah, I would. I can't even. And now that I'm thinking about it, I can't even imagine him going to an American League team. Yeah, unless he did something like a two-year deal for like thirty million dollars a year, just to mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, just until a national team, national league team is ready to sign. <laughs> so we have had some signings already, you know. Let's and, do it. What do we got? Yeah. So we have the Braves, Phillies, Rangers, Padres, White Sox, Reds have all kind of uh, gone in, and there's been a handful of trades with the Padres. So it, it's like. Wow, hot stove season last year didn't start percolating until I think until March. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you know, year, global it's, warming, it's, yeah. John. <laughs> but now global it's warming. it's been nice. It's been nice to see that much activity, and and I guess yeah. the biggest name there is Zach Wheeler. Uh, yeah, so going, far the biggest name going yeah, is, is Zach. And, and quickly and for a lot of money for somebody a little bit who, more than I thought, and yeah. I think to a weird, I don't know that that's the best park for him with. I think fantasy wise, I think it decreases his value a couple bucks Mm -hmm. just because he goes from like, you know, very sort of hitter friendly or at least neutral Mets field to a very hitter friendly Philadelphia park. Yeah. But he can do, he can strike out and stays healthy. He should be, I mean, my part of the problem that I have is like, oh, the, the, the Phillies signed him. Oh, then maybe, maybe there's something wrong with him. There was some conversation too before Hamill signed with the Braves that he might go back to Philadelphia, but Cole Hamill signed a one-year deal, right? It was only a one-year yeah. deal. Yeah, like a one-year, seventeen million or eighteen million, kind of like yeah. basically like a qualifying offer type deal. Yeah, yeah, and they picked up. But I guess Rudy he's Will old, Smith. right? Like baseball-wise, he's thirty-six. Old now. Yeah, I think thirty-six, yeah. thirty-seven. Surprise! Yeah. I thought I thought he was going to get two or three years myself, yeah. but. I wasn't going to pay it, so. <laughs> and the Braves signed Will Smith as well, so they're yeah. solidifying. That's a really nice signing for them, too, because they can use him as a closer, but also a setup man. Mm-hmm. Very good uh, fantasy player, underrated fantasy player for the last couple of years, Will Smith. And uh, Grandal going to the White Sox was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, that's a really nice move for, for the White Sox. It starts to show, like, look, we're starting to build this thing. They have all the pieces. If you look... If you look at their roster, they have, they do have what it takes to make, to be like that surprise team, right? Like Dylan mm-hmm. Cease, if he could get a little bit of control, Michael Kopech's coming back. Right. Giolito is a, an ace. Strong, man. Last you know, year. they figured out some stuff outside the organization, which does not bode well for the organization, but still he figured it out. Um, Reynaldo Lopez is a solid four or five starter, and they. They are have uh, Lewis Robert, right? Mm-hmm. Or is the mm-hmm. the guys at Fangraphs call him Lou Bob? Lou Bob. <laughs> um, they get he's coming on. Got, he should be up this year. And they got a Brayu on a cheap deal coming back for two more years. 
So. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know that they necessarily need to do that, but Andrew Vaughn will probably be up this year. He was drafted last season. He's looking awesome and ready to rock in the majors. So, and they, and they have don't Zach have to Collins do much, and, and they don't have to do much in that division, to, right? To, that's, to move up. <laughs> it's a you lowered know, bar. It's yeah. a lowered bar. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So Padres pick up Drew Pomeranz. Mm, meh. Uh, Rangers, I mean, Kyle Gibson. I just I mentioned that because I don't have all the signings down here, but I just thought it was interesting that Drew Pomerantz was able to reinvent himself midseason into a pretty effective yeah. reliever mm-hmm. and was rewarded with $36 million. I don't know that he would have gotten more than 4 or $5 million for one year. As a, as a starter. As a starter or like a, hey, maybe take a chance on yeah, me as a reliever right. or mm-hmm. a swingman kind of a thing. He, I mean, it's a great you know, baseball success story for, you know, a guy who's been around the league and, but kind of, I love, I love seeing guys reinvent themselves like that. Well, my favorite though, my favorite signing so far is Mike Moustakas specifically because he did the one year deals for two years in a row, waiting for that big payday that never came. And waiting for somebody to overpay. Right. And he finally finally found a team to overpay him, which is the Reds who already have an amazing third, third baseman. baseman. Right. So he's going to play second base, I guess. And yeah. for a lot more money than anybody expected. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird signing for the Reds. They're also apparently in on uh, DD Gregorius, but maybe that price they're priced out on that, but maybe they're priced out on Gregorius because they spent so much on Moustakis. So, but I just think Mike, it's nice to see that Mike got his day. Yeah. Know, for financially. Yeah, he's, a, he's a solid player. He's a guy. good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Had a strong year last year too. So, while was, playing second base, so. was Kyle Gibson on there for a reason? On the, did he make the Kyle turn? Gibson is a solid pitcher, <laughs> and uh, I was, you know, like the the Rangers signed Lance Lynn and Mike Miner, right? And everyone kind of laughed well. at them and yeah. was like, "All right, what are you guys doing with your money? You're just setting it on fire. Give me that. I'll take it." And they were dead on with both of those guys. They both turned into, if not all-stars, at least all-star level. Mm-hmm. They were both quite good last year, mm-hmm. Lance Lynn being a top-10 player. But, uh, I, you know, again, that's like the Phillies signing a pitcher makes me wonder if the if it's a bad signing because it's the Phillies because of Arietta and because of, you know, like whom, mm-hmm. all the other guys that they bring in there that just flame out. But the Rangers have shown that they can take one of these guys and – Right. And at least make Great them serviceable. Total. And it's a mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. manageable contract, thirty million for three years. That's so let's let's one talk year about, of coal. Let's talk about the Braves. Or the Braves, the Padres. Okay. So let's talk about the Padres, John. What what is AJ Preller doing? Okay, so they have they have a one of the best farm systems in baseball, mm-hmm. but they have the worst outfield in baseball. Mm-hmm. So they decide to make some moves. They decide to get Trent Grisham for Luis Urias, and now it's a good that's a good swap for the Brewers if Luis Urias goes to or Urias or whatever right. Urias My Myrius whatever <laughs> um, plays second base. I'm not excited about him playing shortstop and Keston Hira playing second base. Keston Hira really should be a first baseman DH. Excellent bat. Wonderful, should definitely be in the major leagues, but he's not good at second base. But they're basically kind of like both those teams kind of shifting 
assets around and now the then they traded for Tommy Pham so now they have a, an actual center fielder and they stop pretending that Manny Margot is ever going to be worthwhile and Mar- he's just like a fourth outfielder now Margot that's like a what a perfect spot or maybe they still fifth. they still have what six outfielders yeah but they're 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 move they you get rid of Renfro who has an on-base problem but a, right. not a slugging problem right. which the the Rays and also the Rays are doing it for money and stuff and you always wonder though like if the Rays acquire someone like oh was i think undervaluing this player right. i mean just ask the pirates what they think about what the Rays uh player acquisitions um and what about what's snatched, the, what was the picture with now the Rays and, uh, that went nuts on social media or on a gaming twitch or something he went, oh blake snell yeah, blake about snell. the trade yeah yeah he went Ape shit. <laughs> was it? He refer, refer, referred to Xavier Edwards, which, by the way, this trade of Hunter Renfro for Tommy Pham is, it's also includes Xavier Edwards, who is lower ranked in baseball prospects list, but is higher ranked in fantasy baseball prospect mm-hmm. list because he's considered to have a high probability of getting a lot of steals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was referred to as, and I pardon the language, a slap dick hitter. Right. And he had later apologized for that. He said, yeah. no, no, no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect to the slap dick hitter for calling him a slap dick hitter. Right, right. But that was just an interesting thing that, you know, he was apparently on on game some gaming network or playing. Yeah, he games was streaming just, he was streaming a, a gameplay, yeah. yeah. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Yeah. Modern world, man. But the um I guess the one thing with the the Brewers, you know, the SWAT, you know, training Grisham. Grisham didn't have a, a didn't leave a lasting impression with his play in the outfield where he muffed the, uh, the oh right the base. You almost had to move him for that, don't you? Like just it's, so you didn't have yeah, to deal it's with just that. Kind of like yeah, that kind of hurt. That was a ouch for sure. But yeah, I mean, not that 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 long term is a big deal. He wasn't you know really established there yet, but. Yeah, that was his his lasting memory for Brewers fans was the error that helped helped not caused it, but helped them lose the wild card game. But yeah, it, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what else the Padres do because they do have young guys. I think they just need to bring them up. I think there was a tremendous yeah. disappointment that when they did bring up all the guys that they did last year, that they finished worse right uh, than they did the year before. And I think that was partially managing with Andy Green. Yeah, I think that was a bigger issue there. Uh, but we'll Which see. Which they've we'll addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Tangler. Yeah. With the tingles, giving you the tingles. <laughs> Lance, feeling Lance it. Tickler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, the Marlins. Yeah, they're making a little bit of a, a noise. And, and yeah. I picked up Jonathan Villar and uh, Jesus Aguilar, which, who was on the scrap heap, apparently, and was, was released. So he, they right. had nice, nice, two nice pickups. I mean, solid. So these are guys that would have been non-tendered. Mm-hmm. And if, for those listening who don't know what non-tendered is, it basically just means like they decide not to offer them a contract for the next year. Right. But nice pickups, you know. Can Aguilar the, get the back Villar to where one he was? is 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 surprising that it got all the way to the Marlins. Uh, mm-hmm. I there should have been at least two or three contending teams that could use. He was a four-win player last year. Mm-hmm. His defense is not great, but his offense, even though it surged a little bit. Like three of four years, he had one down year. Like mm-hmm. for and for like eleven million bucks ish, you can't pay for three wins. Right? Come on. And he's still getting those stolen bases too. He's still getting those stolen bases like a madman. Yeah, Aguilar had what thirty five home runs a couple years ago for the Brewers and horrible yeah. last year. 
fell off. He's a little bit more of a puzzle though, because, but I think his price will reflect that. I think he'll Mm -hmm. be like four or 5 million bucks at the most, but you know, who knows you, you stick him out at first base and maybe he gets, gets it going again. And then all of a sudden you have an asset you can trade off or keep for long-term. And it was crazy when they had the non-tenders lists released a couple weeks ago. And it was like, whoa, look at all the names. There was a ton of big name players that just kind of, you know, fell down. Uh, uh, and I get one the one that was kind of a little bit of a head scratcher was Aaron Sanchez because of the trade that was made to get him, and then he doesn't even pick up the ball because he's injured, and and they they let him go. The Astros, yeah, yeah, but some big names. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, Blake Trinan. Like, there's no way that anyone was the A's were going to pay him eight million bucks after that last right. season, right? And it wasn't horrible, but it was not bueno. No. And then Travis Shaw again, a couple of really good years and then one really bad one. That's enough to You see a lot of these teams are just like, "Well, why should I pay 6 million dollars for this guy when I can pay 5 million dollars for another guy?" Mm-hmm. It seems like a team that would spend 30 million dollars on one player wouldn't be thinking that, but maybe that's how they're able to sort of rationalize the whole thing and like, "Look at the money that we saved." Right. Uh, and I don't have a problem with it if a player's if a player is worth $10 million, he'll get $10 million. So it's not, I don't feel like anyone's being iced out. Like it's, you're being rewarded for production. Right. right. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not a matter of, it's a matter of not wanting to take the risk and, right. and let's, let's go with some younger guys and, and, and right. smaller, smaller deals. But the, these guys are going to have no problem finding a roster. Yeah. Cause um, we got you know. the big ones are Trinan, Shaw, Addison, Russell, which I thought was a, personal related move mm-hmm. as well as a financial yeah. Sanchez, CJ Crone, Domingo Santana, Taiwan Walker, Jimmy Nelson. There's a bunch of other ones also, but the, all these guys will get deals. Yeah, Jimmy will. Nelson is a potential set number two starter on a team. If you can just right. get that still shoulder coming back. Out. Yeah. Still coming yeah, back. He just came, I think he just came back a little too soon. And I think, I think sometimes pitchers will be like, well, the, you're supposed to be back after pitching after seven months. And then they come back and pitch after seven months, and it's not right. And they go, "Well, this, I'm on, I'm going to stay on the schedule." But like, if it's not right, then let it heal for another five months, or heck, even another year. Like, mm-hmm. you're a pitcher; it's your arm, right? <laughs> like until we have until we have uh, robotics allowed. It's you coming know, soon. Uh, <laughs> Sooner than you think. Within five years, we'll have we'll have some assistance, I believe. <laughs> So I, I heard a little bit about this a few weeks ago, and I, I, I really didn't look beyond the headline, which was the cutting of the minor league teams, which the headline basically was, this is bad for baseball. Uh, is, the, is this a money move, or is this a, a thin thinning of the herd, so to speak? I mean, it's always a money move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's baseball. <laughs> right. But that, baseball is healthy, though, right now. And is it more a matter? Because there's a lot of lower level baseball, which, you know, it's not even development. It's just kind of like yeah. we'll, we'll see where this goes. And you know, I, you look at these guys that come in right out, you know, signing right out of high school, right out of college. They need some place to play, and especially if they're, you know, top fifty, top one hundred picks, they're going to want these guys, you know, in development league as opposed to in single, double, triple A right off the bat. So they need some place to play. So that makes sense. But is right. is it necessary to have that much depth in minor league baseball? Well, there used to be 
more even more minor league teams per team mm-hmm. i think uh two or three times as many minor league teams per team as there is now and you know there's there's more teams so you need less there's less players to be developed and there's only so many worthwhile baseball players but i think some of the problems with these teams were not just that like well they're not making money on like a tickets sold basis and a development basis. It's operational like costs, yeah. Operational costs. And also, like, some of the, a lot of these places apparently need, like, new stadiums. So this might be sort of part of the angle is MLB kind of leveraging, like, oh, we're going to shut down your team unless mm-hmm. you give us a new stadium or at least, you know, revitalize. But some of the some of these stadiums, the, the story I saw, and it may have been planted by MLB, who knows, but it was very much like, yeah, a lot of these facilities are not, up to date and it's just not worth it to have you know valuable assets being shipped around in not you know like if you have an asset you want it um what's the word cultivated the best mm-hmm. possible way right. and you know it's like if it's not making money and i saw i saw bernie sanders chimed in was like no we have to save these communities and like i know i mean sometimes things go out of business sometimes businesses shrink sometimes they move the headquarters overseas right. i mean Right. Businesses, the job of a business is to make money for everybody involved in the business. Mm-hmm. And if th- if there's something that's losing money and has no value other than some goodwill in a small town, I, I could easily see that being the first to go. You can't scream about how, you know, we're worried about baseball. The ratings are down and, you know, will it be here? You know, are there enough fans? And then like, well you can't get rid of 40 teams. That's it's like, it's a business. Yeah. But I, I think the, 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 the tougher thing from a, a prospect perspective, there's a lot of guys going like, wow, I, I my career might be cut short <laughs> and right. not that they ever had a chance, but at least, you know, I always used to say when I played, I'm like, I'll take a 10 year, uh, a career in the minor leagues to get paid to play the game. I love, I, I wouldn't right. have had any problem with that. Um, yeah. So there, and there, there's some people that feel that way, and there's others that feel like, well, if I can't make make the jump in two to three years, then you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, and there's it's a, a weird. Of, it's a weird number because it's like 40 teams, right? That's a thousand players. Yeah, it's a lot of people. That's a thousand minor league players. But and I think it's odd that it's like a thousand minor league players. It, that's a four digit number. It feels like a negotiating thing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not. Couldn't necessarily be with the major league union, but I don't know. And is baseball willing to put money into right know, the minor leagues to help yeah. you know, cultivate the pearls, so to speak? Right. And if you're bringing up players younger, yeah, not necessary into the major leagues. You don't necessarily need as many minor league teams. Yeah, because then we're going to have the the opposite's going to start happening. It's like, well, where are all these old guys going to play? You know, where are all these, you know, 32 year old guys going to play now that, you know, they're being pushed out by these young kids? Yeah, then they're going to start playing in like local softball leagues or maybe crushing everybody's hopes and dreams. The senior PGA will get the senior MLB. (laughs) They did have that for, I think, back 20, 30 years ago. They were looking for something like it was like an over 40 league and it was more a matter of uh, nostalgia than anything. But. Yeah, the Bartolo Colon. Uh... Right, right. <laughs> so uh, good news yesterday, finally, I think, uh, you know, if you're a, a baseball fan going back many, many years ago and you support players, you're thrilled that Marvin Miller finally got elected to the Hall of Fame posthumously. 
so uh, bizarre that it took so long for him yeah, to get in. Yeah, ridiculous. And Ted Simmons, too, who statistically is one of the best catchers all time yeah. and didn't even make it through the first ballot, which makes absolutely yeah. no sense. So really thrilled to see that both of those guys made it in yesterday on the, was it not the Veterans Committee, but whatever they, they call that group. Yeah, yeah. The Guild or whatever. The, yeah. yeah. Right. The Pentaverit. Right. Yeah, and, and, and your boy Don Mattingly just, you know, just fell a few votes short. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe next time. Yeah. Two years. I think yeah. every two years you can get back on the list. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, Donnie maybe Baseball he'll continue to years. manage a team into the ground, and then that'll make teams, <laughs> uh, the, the voters, change their minds. We'll see. But that was great news. I was glad Marvin Miller. Marvin yeah. Miller changed the game for the players in, in a huge way. Really, and really, like this, the the board that does this, like this, is exactly what they should be doing. Is not mm-hmm. just putting everybody in. Dave Parker didn't make it in. Dale Murphy, and I know Dale Murphy had some peak seasons that are sure. just like out of this world, but he just didn't have enough of them. And he just he did fall off a cliff at a certain point. Like he yeah. got to his eleventh season or whatever it was, and it was just like Pujols, right? But he wasn't as great as Pujols for the first eleven seasons. He no. didn't. He had two good you know, years. Two is it back to back? MVP, I think. Yeah, I mean, and just and that was it. just exceptional, exceptional, yeah, great but year. If, you know, yeah, skilled. Then it's like it's not just about having a couple of great years. So, well, it wraps up headlines. And and as yeah. we're like talking, there may have been a signing or two or five. Uh, I don't know if there's been any any big news percolating. Well, you want to do some commentary on those? Then I was surprised. I was surprised by that signing. Yeah, it was crazy. happened. Big dog. Wow, was I, I didn't think he was going to go to that team. Neither did I, and I didn't expect yeah. him to get the the length of contract or the dollars. But that AJ yeah. Preller, you know, he's crazy. And yeah. dealing Jerry and you know, Depoto, well, what the, what about that, that ten team trade they pulled off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe one of those will come true. Who knows? Who knows? So that who wraps, can, who can know? Well, that wraps up headlines. Yes, do it. Uh, now we're into uh, what is this thing called? Starting nine? Or is this a thing? It's the starting doing? nine, but yeah. this time it's the starting twelve. Yeah. John, in that honor of a special time of year. Yes, and uh, no, no religious preference being given. You know, we'll work out maybe something for Hanukkah for the next episode. Kwanzaa, Festivus will be covered. Good I promise. Maybe. If we do another podcast, well, here we have 12 players with 12 days of Christmas names. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Uh, what is it? Uh, on the first day of Christmas. Uh, so on the 12th day of Christmas, uh, my true love gave to me Nico good drummers drumming. <laughs> Twelve Nico Good Drummers drumming. Okay. Eleven Big Poppies piping. <laughs> now, I know he's not an active player, but he's active in our hearts. He is. Uh, we love. But him. also, it was just a, it was just a perfect fit, so I had to use him. Uh, ten Lourdes Guriel's a leaping. <laughs> Fast rising uh, fantasy uh, right. player moving up on the average draft positions. People are hot on him as he moves into his 25th year. Uh, not in baseball, but as his age 25 season. Next, nine, a ladies' mass Diaz dancing. 
eight Dustin Mesa milking. <laughs> okay, these are good. The easiest one of all these. Seven Dansby Swansons <laughs> of swimming. Six Jason Varghese laying. <laughs> Jason Vargas says uh, maybe the worst one. Five Paul Goldschmidt rings. <laughs> Four Caleb Smith birds. Three Franchi Cordero hens. <laughs> two turtle Dovidas Neverauskas. And a Partrick Corbin in a Gerardo Para tree. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Now you got to do the whole song one at a time. No. Nope. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. Liked it. Next, we'll do one for Kwanzaa. I don't know how many right. days of Kwanzaa there are, but you know, I was, you didn't water it down. You didn't do the 12 days of holidays, you know, which was good. You know, we, we kind of <laughs> stuck with the theme. Yeah. Which is all good. Yeah. Enjoy. It's, it is the season. Although I am in Arequipa, Peru, and it is in the mid '80s, uh, so it does not feel like or maybe not mid '80s. That's not a very like, Feliz Navidad. No, not at all. very Navidadish here. It's quite warm. Okay, that but wraps still up. Still quite Feliz. I, it's I very Felicy. Okay. <laughs> quite Felicy. Uh, extra innings. We're going to take a look at what's going on outside the world of baseball. Yes. And this news just came down yesterday, last night. The Russia has been banned from international sports by the World Doping Organization. Or whatever Seems like a severe penalty Four for years. meddling in the election of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been banned for uh, sports, I think, over the yeah. last like two or three years because of this major ordeal that really came yeah. out in that, uh, that uh, documentary about the, bicycle, the cyclists. Uh, yeah, what was this, that? That was... Uh, uh, what was that? I- Icarus, I think. Was yes. The name of it. Yeah, really. That was really such a good Outstanding such a good documentary. documentary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the science and the commitment to cheating yeah. was... Uh, it was Astro's level. Yeah, it's it put, was driven by the, the leader of the country that we're going yeah. to win medals and we're going to cheat our asses off in the Olympics and we're going to do whatever it takes to, to win. Well, they've been banned, and that includes that they will not be uh, in Tokyo uh, for the next Olympics uh, this right. coming summer. And so, not in the World Cup, so maybe the U.S. has a shot well, to get in one one of these yeah, coming yeah. Uh, World Cups. One of these days. One of these yeah. days. Uh, Just and want this, to get in there, right? This is the, probably the biggest uh, sporting news or non-sporting news of the year, I would think. Or this maybe, is sporting news, John. And, and, this and next the, one? Yeah. In yeah. the cheese world, this is probably one of the biggest upsets in history of cheese, right? Blew my mind, John, to hear this. It blew B- my mind. Like B-L-U-E I had to sit down. your mind? <laughs> it it blew cheese my mind. <laughs> what is it, Jed? The fans want to know. Rogue River Blue, mm-hmm. the cheese, has taken the top prize at the 2019 World Cheese Awards. That is huge. It's the first time a U.S. cheese has ever been named World Champion Cheese. That is big. That is monster. I mean, can you imagine the tears that were shed by the uh, the, the makers of Rogue River Blue? And Knowing- of course, you know, the, the Russians were a bunch of cheddars. <laughs> they were doping their cheese because they're cheddars. <laughs> No, not Bunch quite. Of cheddars. They are cheddars. Yeah. So are the Astros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, that's that's a, a pretty significant that, you know, it, when you think about, I don't know how long these awards have been going on, but, uh, you know, cheese has been around for a while. And for us to, you know, the U.S. to finally break through and become world champion cheese is a is a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So this this next one, uh, there's there's two parts to this, and yes. I have to say that I have not been on board with, nor have I followed, nor have I been in the states to really see it as much, and I'm not on social media a lot to get the second half of this. So yes. you're gonna have to kind of explain this one a little bit. Okay. So first of all, there was an art exhibit with a banana duct tape to the wall. Big money. Hundred twenty thousand dollars. It's all probably like a. <laughs> The whole everything that's happening around it is probably just like it's part of the art of it. Mm-hmm. So someone ate the banana, so that's probably part of the thing. Someone vandalized the display, which is probably part of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just to bring attention to this gallery or to this artist or whatever, you know. It's just part. That's just what they do. It's like a very Banksy type thing, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the vandalism was they in lipstick they wrote. Epstein didn't kill himself. And the reason why I made sure to include this story is because, John, since we last did this podcast, the meme of Epstein didn't kill himself has become a worldwide sensation. Yeah. Much to the chagrin of the Clintons. (laughs) Just kidding, of course. (laughs) And others. And others. Here's a a billionaire pedophile who maybe hanged himself, maybe didn't. The guards are being charged with negligence. There's cameras that say that there was no one that went into his room and killed him, but there's other cameras that weren't working. It's all very mysterious. Who can know what really happened? Well, it, it, this, this, this one's going to go on for a while now. I guess headlines are is that a girl that was most, a woman that was most connected with him has disappeared. Right. So, yeah. yeah this- and then not only does she disappear, but when, in the early stages of her disappearing, she she posted a doctored photo that made her look like she was in a part of Los Angeles that she wasn't in oh, or couldn't serious. have been at the time. They doctored the photo. It's like so crazy. I love it. Yeah. It's a I big story. It. It's a big it's story. A big story. It goes deep. And I think I think goes... a lot of people sort of ignore it because it's like it's hard to believe kind of things, but like mm-hmm. you know, his Jeffrey Epstein's island and his mansion and there's a lot of big names involved and there's stories that have been killed that have been, you know, about that would have exposed certain people. And it's just like, oh, it's such a fascinating thing. But it's it's to me, it's just kind of hilarious that it's turned into this meme of it just gets people are trying to work this into everything they can. to. Yeah, no, it's I've seen it a few times. Matter of fact, I think our podcast should be called Foul Territory. Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) And last but not least, Queen Elizabeth has made a huge announcement that is shocking to the world. She says that she has no plans to retire. She's, what, 175 years old? She's the Bartolo Colon of royalty. (laughs) There's more. She's the Jacoby Ellsbury of of the monarchy. I'm just going to kick it in the dugout. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yeah, like how pissed off, like, you know, Prince Charles, like he figured he had it lined up. He's like, I'm going to be the king of England. It's like, no, no, I'm going to, yeah, fine. All right. She's like, I'll be over here. And now his, now the grandchildren are like, I'm going to, I'm going to be like the king of England. Nope. Your kids are going to be the king of England. If 
Queen Elizabeth lets them because you know she's just getting like shot up with the human blood right. replacement and stuff like right. that. She's going to live to be like 165 years old. She's part of the in crowd for the Epstein circle. Hey, don't even think. Did you hear the, the interview? Oh, oh my connection. gosh. Oh my God. The Prince crazy. Andrew interview was basically like, he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to get out ahead of this. And I'm going to do some PR. It was, it was like Michael Scott from the office. <laughs> Like, just stop talking. So don't, you're, you're making everything worse. Everything that you're saying is just making everything worse. Please stop talking. But also if you were involved in that, please continue to keep talking and then also go to jail for the rest of your life. So what's coming up next? If you're interested in finding out the latest news and notes in the world of baseball, then you'll want to listen to the, not the foul territory podcast show. <laughs> 